All right, new episode tapped in SF Giants baseball podcast. It's been a while in case you forgot. I am Andrew Pasquini. Always with me is Leo Luna. And Leo, it's uh, we, we, we did the Twitter space, so we have proof that we touched on Chris Bryant. Uh, but it's been a very exciting, <laughs> call it 10 days for Giants baseball uh, with the trade deadline, the Giants getting Chris Bryant, Tony Watson. Uh, not only that, the Giants still very good at baseball. Very good at baseball. Hear this. They're actually six and two to start this month. No four and five BS like they were doing every single month uh, up to the season. So the first, what, four months of the, the season, they were going just four and five to start the month. Mm-hmm. Uh, this year, they said, screw that. We're going to go six and two um, and have Avesiel Garcia help us out a little bit in the process and, and just get a few games above 500 rather than one game to start them up. Yeah, no, it, it helps when you start against Arizona to open a month, but that's, <laughs> that's fine because it's not even just that. The Giants are playing good baseball. Uh, the last time we talked to you guys uh, was before the Dodgers series, and so what did the Giants do there? They took two out of three against the Dodgers, took a little bit of a, Kel- a Cody Bellinger bad throw uh, to get one of those wins, but that's okay. Uh then they back it up with taking two out of three against Houston, maybe the best team in the American League. Uh, so, so the Giants were already hot entering the Arizona series. Thankfully, they get to play Arizona for four, not three. They get to see an old friend in Madison Bumgarner who shut them down. Uh, but the Giants took three of four, including game of four of the series being a four-run comeback in the ninth inning and a game-winning Chris Bryant double. And then the, the test continued. Uh, as the Giants went to Milwaukee for three, probably the best non-NL West team in the National League. Uh, and the Giants, they, they take care of business there. They take two out of three. Game one goes 10 innings. Milwaukee wins two to one. Suter gets the win. Harlan Garcia gets the loss. Uh, game two, the Giants win nine to six, 11 innings. What a wild game that is. Harlan Garcia gets the win there. And then game three, Giants chipped away. Uh, Milwaukee jumped out early. Or no, Darren Ruff hit the home run. Milwaukee took a lead early after the home run. Uh, Giants win. Tony Watson gets the win. Uh, Littell gets the save. Uh, game one standouts. Logan Webb went six-inning pitch, three hits, one earned run, nine strikeouts, one walk uh, in the loss. Uh, game two, Brandon Belt. You're going to hear that name a lot today. Two for five, two home runs, three RBIs. Chris Bryant, three for four in a double, two walks. Uh, Buster Posey, he went three for six, two RBIs. And then your game three standout, Johnny Cueto, uh, five and a third. And it, he didn't put up the most impressive numbers, five hits, four and runs, three strikeouts. But they really needed that five and a third after the bullpen had to go nine innings in game two. Darren Ruff hit that home run I mentioned earlier. Brandon Belt, a pinch hit home run. Tommy Lasella had the pinch hit game-winning single. And then Littell, he goes two innings pitch, one strikeout, and a save. Uh, that was a two-inning save for Littell. Uh, the standouts from the series, I mentioned a Giants bullpen, 15 and two-thirds inning, 1.780 ERA over those 15 and two-thirds, 10 strikeouts, three walks, and nine hits allowed. And then Brandon Belt, four for 10, four home runs, six RBIs. A slash line of 400, 450, 455, 1.60. Uh, and then just some quick roster moves. Uh, Littell got called up on Sunday before his two out save. Brebbia got called up. Also, Brebbia got sent down earlier today. Dawson's <laughs> off the paternity list. 
Uh, Tyro Estrada went down to AAA. Steven Duggar down to AAA. And then Aaron Sanchez got DFA'd. And then, as I said, Brevia back down to AAA, which opens up a roster spot, uh, presumably for either Evan Longoria or Reyes Maranta. Uh, the Giants stand at 71 and 41. Leo, I just said a lot about that series. Uh, anything that, that you want to touch on as our topics of the series? Oh, man, this uh, this series could have been could have been ugly. I literally it could have gone a full sweep for the Giants or it could have gone a full sweep for the Brewers. And it ends up being two one for the San Francisco Giants. Uh, like I said earlier, that that Saturday game, they they get bailed out by Avisiel Garcia. Misplays a pop fly. Uh, happens to the pros too. I actually showed, or excuse me, that was that was Sunday. That was Saturday. I basically Saturday. the Tommy Listella pop up, the fly ball. Yeah, that okay. was Saturday. Okay, got it. Um, I because I showed my daughter that play. Okay, now I remember. I showed my daughter that play on Sunday, but they were showing the recap of it. That's why I thought Sunday. There for you go. Um, so I I told her, hey, look, the pros do it too. Since mm-hmm. she's currently playing softball, like don't let that one play, you know, bring you down. Happens to everyone, but it was just electric. And then going on Twitter, seeing the Dodger fans complaining, oh, Dodgers don't get this lucky. Shut up. Your team went out and got freaking Scherzer and Trey Turner, but you want to go ahead and talk about luck. Shut the hell up. Um, you spicy today. I like yeah, it. Yeah, man. They're just always complaining and always complaining just because their World Series doesn't count. Uh, yes, I said their War Series does not count. But yeah, Giants get bailed out by that matter. Uh, but it's not... See, what people don't realize as well is that only tied the game. Yeah. That only tied the game. It didn't win the game for the Giants. It only tied the game. They won that game in extra innings to to go ahead and put up the amount of runs that they did. Um, and, and essentially, that was the difference uh, of winning that series. Because if they don't go into that extras to, to go ahead and put up, uh, what was it, like a total of five runs in extra innings, six runs in extra innings, they don't do that. They probably lose this game if they don't add on three runs in the top of the 10th. Because Milwaukee scored three runs in the bottom of the 10th. And, um, and then to go ahead and, and add on more from that. And it wasn't just creating that one run of insurance. Good thing it wasn't just the one run of assurance in the 11th because the Brewers got the one run in the 11th. Um, and then on Sunday, you go out there, you're you're down 4-2. Brandon Belt comes up clutch with the two-run shot, ties up that game. I know a lot of people were saying he should have started. He's hot. Lamonte Wade can't hit lefties. It should have been Belt in there. Hey, the guy's just coming back from an injury. Mm-hmm. Like, let's If he wants to have a day off before they go travel back out west, understood. Um and it seems like every time we question a guy having a day off in a rubber match of the series, somehow they just still pull it off. It's like, oh, great. The Giants, you know, are in a ru- rubber match against the Dodgers for the series. And Kirk Casale starting, not Buster Posey. What the hell are we doing? Oh, Giants win the series. Yeah. So I- I'm kind of done questioning who's in and who's out of the lineup in these rubber match games because this-, this team's good. This is a good freaking baseball team. It's a good team. Like if you if you're still having those questions at this point, you you need to look at what they've done on during the season. Evan Longoria has been out for some time. Running Belt's been out for some time. Buster Posey had a couple stints on the IL and is missing every uh, three days of baseball as well. 
Um, outfield has been up and down with production, even Mike Kostrensky himself. So it's stop questioning what they're doing. Enjoy the enjoy this ride, and somehow this team is going to pull it out because we could always say, hey, they're not out of the game when they're playing against a team like the D-backs. Oh, this team is something else. They're ne- you can never count them out. Okay, yeah, they're playing the D-backs, but then they're doing this to the Dodgers. They're doing this to the Astros. They're doing this to the Brewers. This is a really, really good baseball team, and, and it just makes it exciting to watch because we haven't had a good baseball team since the first half of 2016. So yeah. let's just enjoy it. Yeah, and to the point of you know the oh they're yeah they're they're beating up the Diamondbacks. They're twelve and two against the Diamondbacks. They're they're playing their schedule. It is not the Giants' fault they get to play the Diamondbacks a ton. Uh, but look, look at the good teams they've played. Houston two of three, which you know they'll they'll get three more against Houston. Uh, they're eight and eight against the Dodgers. So these two teams are competing with each other. Uh, the A's they're two two and one. The Brewers are two and one. The Phillies who have turned into a good team. They're four and two. Uh, the Padres are five and four. Um, against the the good teams, they're, they're holding their own. It's it's not like they're just picking apart teams like the Rockies and and Diamondbacks. They're they're picking them out. I think there's only three teams the Giants are under five hundred against at this point. Uh, and it's it, it's a hodgepodge of teams. They're three and four <laughs> against the Pirates. They're one and two against the Mariners, and they're two and four against the Cardinals. So like that's one bad team. Seattle's fine. St. Louis is mid. So so yeah, the Giants have struggled against weird teams as well. But more often than not, I mean, if you just look at by opponent win percentage and just list them eight five seven seven five zero eight five seven six six seven, it's a lot of those. So, yeah, sure, if you want to talk about IVCL Garcia not being able to get under a fly ball and saying that's why the Giants won, you know, go go be it. That That's okay. But <laughs> you got to realize they also won the next day because of a, of clutch hitting, something they've been doing all season long. Brandon Belt, I mean, what what a series for Belt uh, with his four home runs. And, and, and as I said, we might talk about it here in a minute, so I won't dive in too much. Um, but but this team's taking care of business. They they have more road wins than home wins at this point. It's it's just kind of crazy. They they keep they they go through stretches where it's like okay, well, you go in, you face the Brewers. Corbin Burns shuts you guys down, and it's really easy to say, oh man, the next day they're facing Brandon Woodruff, who might be as good as Corbin Burns. They might struggle. Boom, they win that game. Then they win game three. So now they now they get a little bit of a break in the schedule. They got two against Arizona, four against the Rockies uh, before it gets tough again. And, and, and I'm sure we'll get those same points because if they go on and win five of these next six, people will be saying, well, of course they've won five of six. They've played the, the, the Rockies and the Diamondbacks. But then after that, you go the Mets, the A's, the Mets, the Braves, the Brewers, the Dodgers. When they come out of that winning – 10 of those 15 or whatever games it is you can't sit there and say oh it's the rockies oh it's 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 diamondbacks oh it's because a vcl garcia missed the fly ball <laughs> it's because the giants are a damn good baseball team and i i think it's time i think people are really realizing it at this point i don't know who i'm yelling at saying this but there's still a group you know there's still a contingent of twitter who are waiting for this team to kind of roll over it's it's august 10th this this is what this baseball team is it is a 30 game over 500 team and and that's just what they are. It's time. It's time to just accept it and be happy with it, and not worry about the little things like how much Brandon Belt's playing, how much Lamont Wade's not playing, things like that. Just 
go out there. This is going to be a good team no matter what lineup they put. Find out how they win it that day. If, if you don't like a lineup, just watch and see how they win it that day. So. I like it. I like it. Um, this, there's obviously room to grow with this team, and and that's where I don't see them falling off or having that decline. It's Should we get into it right now, the starting pitching and how they've been um, since the since the – Start of July, yeah. each of these five pitchers had had a minimum of six starts. The only starter that had seven was Johnny Cueto. Kevin Gosman, six starts. The team overall is three and three in those starts. Mm-hmm. His personal records two and three with a four four ERA on the seasons he's at two thirty one. So he's two ticks higher than what he's averaging on the season. Andrew DiScofani, six starts, four and two Anthony. team overall. I'm Anthony. Anthony, Anthony. There you go. So much, so many A's going on here. Good a thing lot we're of A's. not it's in hard. Atlanta. Good thing we're not in Atlanta. It's one less A for me to mix up. <laughs> the Giants themselves are four and two with the uh, Discofani going two and two overall, with the four two eight ERA. Ugh. He's at three two eight on the season, so he's a tick higher, a whole tick higher. Alex Wood, six starts, five and one overall team ERA, three and zero personal. Record, or excuse me, five and one overall team record with a three and zero team record, or excuse me, person. Jesus Christ, Leo, get you it together. This. I believe in you, Leo. You get got it together. So many numbers. There's so many numbers, but basically the 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 base of the story is he has over a four ERA. Cueto has over a four ERA and seven starts. The only one that's not over four is is Logan Webb. Mm-hmm. That's it. He's the only one that's under a four ERA. Actually, he's under a three ERA. Logan Webb in six starts since the start of July as a two ten ERA, and on the season he's a, he's dropped his season average to a to a three nineteen ERA. So my question to you, Andrew, is: Are you concerned about the production of this starting pitching? Obviously, it's not affecting their win loss record too much. They're still well in first place of the NL West. They're still winning series like the Houston Astros, the Milwaukee Brewers, the Los Angeles Dodgers. Um, so we're not seeing it affect them that way, but down the stretch, we still have a whole month and a half to go of baseball. And yeah, they have that lead, but it's it it could be evaporated at any moment, uh, knowing playoff bat, baseball. So are you concerned with it, or do you think it's just the dog days of summer? I'm personally a little concerned with it, not in the sense of the regular season. I think it's it's fine for now because they're pitching well enough to win games. I, I understand that. All good. It, just the question is, is outside of Kevin Gosman, who are you confident will get you a good start in the postseason, right? Anthony DiScalafani has been, been pretty good this year for the Giants. He has struggled of late. It's, it's made it a little tougher to trust him. He's he's currently on the IL uh, with, I believe, a shoulder uh, fatigue. I believe that's what it was. Um, but but what, what has he done of late uh, to give you trust that, hey, you need six, seven innings from him in the playoffs what what are you are you are you really going to expect that same with johnny cueto same with alex wood and i hate to lump logan webb into this because he logan webb since the start of july has been the giants best pitcher uh, i know he's on, been on a pretty limited pitch count uh his max 
innings has been six. Uh, his max pitch count has been 94 in those games. But like you, you, you mentioned his ERA in those games being at a 210. He has 28 strikeouts to seven walks. He's only given up three home runs. The Giants are five and one in those games. He's throwing strikes 66% of the time. So he's in the strike zone. He's not really walking people. Uh, he, he's been their best pitcher, but do you trust him in a playoff game yet? Do you, do you think he's at that point where you go in there and you say, it is game three uh, of a five-game series. The Giants are d- uh, tied one-to-one. Logan Webb is getting the start today. Are, are you feeling good about that? You know, and it's it's nothing against Logan Webb yet. He just has to earn that reputation. And if he has another good month and a half, then yeah, I, I would probably feel comfortable. It's just as of August 10th, I don't feel confident saying, hey, he's a guy who's going to go into a postseason start and you know you're going to get a good six innings out of. Um, so yeah, in, in terms of the regular season, I'm not too concerned of the pitching staff. Uh, not yet, at least. I still, I my biggest fear of the trade deadline because I, I 100% felt like the Giants had a good deadline. I, I think they addressed two of their biggest needs. They got another arm and they got a bat. My biggest worry of that deadline is, is are we going to be sitting in October and say, damn, I wish they went out and got an arm. And I know like Scherzer wasn't an option. Uh, Barrios, for what the Blue Jays pay for Barrios, I, I wouldn't want. Uh, Farhan to be in there. Uh, the Rockies weren't going to trade John Gray because the Rockies decided they didn't want to do anything. So it comes down to who was actually available. That's another thing. But I just don't want to sit there in October and be like, damn, they, they they needed another starter at the deadline and they just didn't get it. So regular season, I feel fine. Postseason, it's, it's going to be a little weird. We'll see what these next six weeks do. Yeah. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just count it up to the dog games. Dog days of summer. Okay. Reason being is when you look at the starting rotation, which which one of these guys is uh, – I'm going to use the, the Dodgers since they have elite starting pitching and they're in this division. So I think it's uh, a reasonable comparison. Who's the Kershaw in this rotation that's going to put a full season, 30 starts together, and necessarily not have any month out of the ordinary than the other? No one. Kevin Glasman's not Kevin – is not uh Clayton Kershaw. He's not. Yeah. He's, you know, he's having, he had a good season last year. He's having a very well season this year. Um, but it's just, he's, he's not a hall of fame pitcher. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that, I mean, he's, that, that's a rough comparison for, I think a lot of, um, or, or, or even, you know, a Walker Buehler. I don't think any of these guys have the potential of a Walker Buehler. They don't have the potential of a Trevor yeah. Bauer, or, or any, you saw they're like one of those tier two type of rotational guys to where, yeah. to where Kevin Gosman is a tier two ace. He's a tier two ace because he's going to eventually have a streak of games where this happens. Also, I don't think it's, I, I think would be blind to not state that Kevin Gosman did have some personal stuff going on with the pregnancy of his wife. He did have to step away from the team for a little bit to go take care of family first. Um, and now that the baby's here, Kevin Gosman's had, had his second child, maybe his, his mind locks in differently. Now the yeah. pregnancy went well, there's no more concern around it. Um, so maybe he locks in now and gets back to the 2.31 Kevin Gosman ERA rather than the 4.4 Kevin Gosman we've seen over the past six starts. Yeah. And, uh, Di Scofani, uh, he's going to be one of those guys that, that, that's touch and go. He's always been that in his career. 
his ERA on the season's nice. Uh, I, I think I think I would be fine with him as the number three starter, but that's all contingent to Logan Webb stepping up in that number two role. And I and I think yeah. he has the stuff that that he can do it. I really do think Logan Webb. I was high on him when he was initially with the team first, uh, but obviously the speed of the MLB, a ball location. Uh, his stuff was just touch and go, but it looks like he's locked. Rem- remember how much hype he had mm-hmm. in spring training this year? He oh, had yeah. a ton of hype in spring training. He was falling out of his mind in spring training. The season started, we're like, oh, <laughs> okay, Mr. Spring Training, I guess you're not that guy. Yeah. No, he, he's got it back on track, and he's proving that he is that guy because the guy's been balling a 210 ERA. Honestly, it's when you have a number two starter, all you got to ask is, give me six innings, two earned runs. I think that's fair. Six innings, two earned runs, or even if it's five and two-thirds of two earned runs. That's fine. That's a a tick over three ERA or exactly at a three ERA. You don't need a 210 Logan Webb or or even DiScofani to be under three. Typically, you're not going to have that as a number two starter in the MLB anyways. The Padres have a worse scenario than the Giants do with their starting rotation. That's why I think the Padres have absolutely no chance to catch the Giants. This race is a two-team race between the Dodgers and and the Giants. And uh, if you could keep Logan Webb around, say, two innings earned, two two earned runs over six innings, you hope DeSafani can match that as a three starter. If he occasionally gives up three over six, you take it. But based on where this Giants lineup is hitting, I'm okay. Like I, I'm not too nervous about it. Obviously, when you play those Dodger teams that do have a Walker Bueller or when Clayton, Clayton Kershaw comes back, you can't give up too too many runs. Yeah. You can like if you're playing against Walker Bueller and your your starter gives your starter alone gives up four runs, it's gonna be a Doesn't very feel yeah, it's gonna be a very difficult game to win. Um, so those games, yeah, you're gonna have to have these guys ball out a little more. But over these next stretch few games, you would hope that they could get back on track. You're at home. You're at Oracle. May not look at like it based on the numbers this year, but it's still a pitcher-friendly ballpark. So you're playing against lineups like Arizona, Colorado, New York Mets, who the Mets, they've struggled to score runs. Um, Mets are struggling in general. Yeah, so it's let's get back on track. Let's get back on track. Alex Wood is going to have – two starts in this in this homestand same thing with kevin gosman so let's go and and de scafani or logan webb uh they all are gonna have two starts within this homestand so your your top three pitchers here let's uh let's go for it like let's get back on track here this is the time to do it when you're playing against struggling offenses like arizona colorado and the mets and let that bleed over to to the rest of the season yeah, it's it's definitely a good stretch of the season for for the pitching to get right. It, it, it mm-hmm. has been weird because I mean Gosman, I don't think he's gone more than six in in a while. So like you, you want him yeah. to get right at some point because he's he's been your ace. And yeah, he's as you said, I li- I like how you said that a tier two ace, but he's still this team's ace. So so he needs to get back on track, and he's shown signs of it. That that uh, was it the Dodgers one where he struggled to get out of three. Um, that that was yeah. kind of that that was his prop likely his worst start of the season and then against 
the Astros, he had a very slow start. I think he gave up a couple runs, but then he kind of figured it out. He mm-hmm. he figured it out in that game. He gave up, I think, three, two or three in the first inning. Uh, but then since that Houston game, or not since, but he was strong there, and then he was strong against Arizona going six innings. I just need Gosman to get back, and I'll feel a lot better about the uh, pitching staff. Yeah, and with uh, with Gosman, I, I believe it's that Arizona game. His average, if he play, if he pitched all nine innings, he would have been on a on an average to go for twelve strikeouts that game. So yeah. on pace, there we go. I finally found the word. Excuse there you me. Go. Um, he would have been on pace for twelve strikeouts. So he had his stuff. It, you you hope that carries over, and and we get to Gosman, Kevin Gosman, we know and love uh, back in the San Francisco Giants uniform. Yeah. Uh, Leo, do you want to pick players from last week? Uh, so after, after talking about that series, I think I know who you're going to pick. I'm pretty confident. Uh, probably cause you told me before the show. Yeah. Um, I, I think, I think we could go in more detail with your guy, with your guy. Can we, Be, you want to so, do that? But first? I, I'll go first, uh, because we're going to go more into detail with your okay. guy. So since we're going to do that, I'll go ahead and say, Hey, my, my player of the week is definitely going to be Chris Bryant. You, we've all seen the emotional uh, stagnant of the, the trade block that it was in Chicago with Chris Bryant. And yet he's came over to the San Francisco Giants. And it's honestly, it's it's kudos to the Giants as well, trying to make him feel at home at best as possible. Um, even giving his little guy a jersey as soon as they arrived into the yep. hotel. So kudos to both of them at this point, because with Chris Bryant, you go through something that emotional. You spent your whole professional career with the Chicago Cubs. Now you come to a place that you never lived before other than just staying in a hotel um, and not staying with your family, not up and moving your stuff. He had to go back. So he was in Washington when the trade happened. He had to go back to Chicago to get his things in order and then come to San Francisco just with the pressure of, hey, you're a superstar and we need you to be the superstar that yeah. we thought we acquired. Well, guess what? He has been a stud. He has a 323 average in eight games. Take that with what you will. 382 on base percentage with a 516 slugging, giving him a total of 898 OPS. And then I, I'm a big guy on the OPS plus. It allows me to tell you, are you an average or an above yeah. average or below average type player? So the average for an OPS plus is 100. Chris Bryant's at 141. So he's a, right about 50% of being better than average. Mm-hmm. That's huge. That's So he's definitely been a spark on this team, especially in special uh, extra innings uh, in his eight games with the San Francisco Giants. And ever since the Giants acquired him and he's played in those games, been everyone this month and they're six and two hey is that the reason why they're off to a, a hotter month than usual maybe at least i'd like to think so um the one home run only for the season we'd like to see that turn around um now that he's playing at home hit some more home runs to the to the home crowd here and and i think this kid's going to be special with the giants and and force their hand to resign him it looks like they're going all in based off the treatment that they're giving him it's not just one of those, hey, we traded for you and we want you to play well treatments. It looks like they're just they're they're already starting the recruiting, the offseason recruiting to give them a long-term deal. And based off that that good vibe, that good momentum the team has, the franchise have shown him, 
it it's paying out uh, on the numbers. And think about it. He literally came to San Francisco for one day, for one day to play in that Houston game, just to go travel to Arizona yep. and then go travel to Milwaukee right afterwards. And now he, now he's going to get his first home stand with the Giants. So he had a lot going on and he's just been balling out way, way, I'm going to say above expectations when the guy's hitting 323 and in that small short sample size after what he just went through, um, which was like two years in the making that his name yeah. was on the trade block. Mm-hmm. So after all of that, he he's, am I going to say it? he's being hashtag Brazilian SF hashtag Brazilian SF. That's what he is being. Uh, yeah. I mean, his, his patience at the plate is something I love. He's already drawn three walks uh, the past week, uh, two of which came in that 11 inning game. Uh, he has a couple. Uh, he has the game-winning hit against the Diamondbacks in that comeback game. What What I love most about him is his defensive versatility. Uh, third base, third base, left field, third base, center field, third base, third base, left field, third base, left field. Like they they've put him in two positions at one time in, in one game, mm-hmm. and there's not many guys you you do that with. Chris Bryant being one of them. I mean, they I think then they have a game where they started him at third, moved him to left, and then brought him back to third. I that versatility is what Farhan looks for. He got it with Bryant. And, oh, hey, Chris Bryant can hit a little bit too. So <laughs> so it's, it's it's a good thing. It's a very good deal. It's something Giants fans should love and hopefully will love for the next five-plus years after. So that, that that's my thing on Chris Bryant. I'm pretty pretty happy we got a chance to touch on him, uh, talk about him today. So Perfect. Let's let's hear about your guy. Uh, it's, it's someone that you've always looked under a microscope and wanted more expectations from, correct? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of people do. Uh, he He's a lightning rod on Giants Twitter, and I think me just saying that lets people know who I'm talking about already. But you come off the injured list, you go to Milwaukee, you have to face Corbin Burns, Brandon Woodruff, and then a pinch hit at bat in game three. <laughs> and you go four for ten with four home runs? You're making my player of the week. I don't care if your name is Brandon Belt or Barry Bonds. You're on this list. Brandon Belt is my player of the week. Um, we're fall. I'm falling for the trap. I know he does this. He gets hot for a week and then it simmers down and then he gets hot for a week. I'm all in on it for now. It's awesome. If this is obviously we're not going to get a Brandon Belt who's just going to hit home runs every hit the rest of the season. But if I'll take. If I can get a series of Brandon Belt four for ten, uh, a home run, a double, two 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 singles, uh, a couple walks, I'll take that every time. I will take a slash hitting four hundred four fifty five. Obviously, the slugging is inflated with the four home runs, one dot six zero slugging percentage in a three game series every time. I, I I don't think anybody wouldn't take that. I don't think I'm going out on a limb saying that. Um, but now the question is: Is can Brandon Belt continue it? is can he stay hot against Arizona? Can he stay hot against Colorado? Um, because because this is what he does. He has a week, he has two weeks, where he is the hottest man on the planet, and everything he hits jumps off the bat. And then he has another week where he's swinging through 97 right down the middle. So we'll, we'll see if this hot Brandon Belt can stay hot for a prolonged period of time to where we don't even talk about Lamont Wade starting at first base. And, and we talk about, yeah, Brandon Belt's the guy. So, so Brandon Belt is is my player of the week this week. I love it. I love it. And when you look at the Giants roster, their their uh, position players, especially 
he's third on the team on on base percentage. He's third. He has a higher on base percentage than Brandon Crawford, who is an all-star. He has a higher on base percentage than Chris Bryant, who's a superstar. Um, he And so the only other two players that have a higher percentage than him is Buster Posey with his insane 418 on base percentage. Don't ask me about it. I, I don't know how it's possible. And then Darren Ruff, who's resurging his season and looking really, really good. Um, it, Darren Ruff is starting to be a guy now that you could say, hey, he's my player of the week. Yeah, almost any week now that the guy is hitting uh, 275 on the year with 13 home runs now, and Brandon Belt at at uh, 15 home runs, and is he gonna get to 20? It's it's starting to look like, feels it, like with, it. Yeah, feel feels great, baby. Um, he's only five away from that. So uh, with Brandon Belt, just keep it going. Like the yes, he is very uh, a sparky player to where it's you have your your highs and you have your your really lows yet he's hitting 262 on the season this is one of his better years yet um and, and it's he appears to be carrying over what he did last year in that 60 game season and using it to his advantage i don't know i th- i think it's something with this with this giants staff here and what they're doing for these players because you're you're seeing Brandon Bell, Brandon Crawford, Buster Posey and uh, guys that essentially been here for for the Gabe Kapler era play very freaking well from the plate. Darren Ruff, Wilmer Flores, Donovan Solano, um, they're they're showing improvements. Yeah, you're gonna have your Austin Slaters and your Alex Dickerson's that take a step back, but for the most part, you're having these guys take strides strides forward. And um, I think Brandon Bell's gonna keep it going because he's got that locked angle locked in. He's looking like a Cody Bellinger light from the plate. Uh, like even if even if it's a Cody Bellinger light, he, he might be full Cody Bellinger at this point because Cody Bellinger looks like Cody Bellinger light. So um, just keep it going. And and this, he, obviously he's a Gold Glover at first base, so it's a huge huge uh, advantage for the defensive wins club out there. Uh, I, I like what Brandon Belt's doing, and like you said, it, it's also less pressure on a guy like Lamonte Wade to you know play consistently at the level that he has been uh, in essentially what's his rookie season. Yeah. And actually I've been looking at some of Brandon belt stats, going back to belt um, his last 13 games uh, dating back to June 14th. Cause he was on the IL for a month and a half mm-hmm. uh, 388 average 455 on base 954 slugging a 1.1 one, uh, 1.414 OPS, seven home runs, 14 RBIs. Brandon Belt is currently on a 13-game hit streak. He, he's one of – oh, my God, 13-game. Uh, it sounds like a tweet. It's, that sounds like a tweet. You know, but, you say it sounds like a tweet. It's already on Twitter. I, 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 I As you were saying your bit about Belt and Lamont Wade and Darren Ruff, I was looking at his game log, and <laughs> I'm just like, wait, he he has a 13-game hit streak. He does have a 13-game hit Wow. Wow. Watch out, Joe DiMaggio. (laughs) We're coming for you. And you know, you know, what's funny is in the one, two, three, uh, 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 in the five games before the 13 game hit streak, he was 0 for 16. So you want to talk about streaky hitters, Brandon Belt, come on down. 
you're ne- you're next on the Price Is Right. Uh, yeah, no. So I, I like how the end of this podcast is just us like kind of realizing Brandon Belt is on the 13 game hit streak and how he's maybe the best hitter on the Giants right now. I don't know. I don't know what's happening, Leo. Well, if you take out his first six games on the season, like we're getting wild here. We're we're in the chemistry lab, just throwing different different chemicals together at this point. Yeah. If you take away his first six games of the season, um, so dating back to April 9th, this, which would be a total of 53 games, mm-hmm. Brandon Bell is hitting 276, 383 on base percentage, 606 slugging, 989 OPS, so literally 11 points away from a one dot, uh, 15 home runs, 34 RBIs. He's playing. He's playing freaking well. You take out some of those those little slump games, um, and then you would hope having a Lamonte Wade on the roster now, or having the pressure of him potentially going in there, Belt having a tough three games, or having the addition of uh, of a Chris Bryant either before or behind him is going to improve his bat to maybe being a little more consistent. But Brandon Belt is definitely a bat that I want in the postseason. And then you're going to throw in Evan Longoria to to hit around him as well. Yeah, this team ain't going nowhere. This team ain't going nowhere. And and once again, I'm excited. I'm very excited. It should be a fun time, Leo. We'll 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 decide when we're back next because I think we got a couple of options. Mm-hmm. Uh, we will let you guys know when we find that out. Um, and before we get out of here, I do want to say I appreciate every one of you uh, that joined the Twitter space. For the trade deadline, that is something Leo and I are looking into using more, mm-hmm. um, especially with the season coming down to an end, those important games. We might do a you know, a quick Twitter space after the Giants beat the Dodgers to extend their lead to six games with nine to go. Things like that. Nice. I was on accident. Um, <laughs> so, so, so we're looking into using Twitter space and seeing that much support in it for the very first one we did. Uh, it really means the world to us. Uh, the conversation was great. We, we will definitely get more people in to talk because that's why we do Twitter spaces. We want to hear what you guys are thinking. Uh, mm-hmm. And I, I enjoyed the one hour we were on the uh, trade deadline. Absolutely. Absolutely. Appreciate one of you guys. Um, maybe as well as, as uh, Spotify Green Room, we tried that once. Twitter space was definitely way more fantastic mm-hmm. than the Green Room. Um, so we're, we're looking at our options to get you guys involved because it's, this is the reason why we do this. We we do this for the conversation of the San Francisco Giants and to be just, I want to hear Andrew's takes only um, or Leo's takes only. I'll, we want to hear it from all of you guys because we do it from for you. Yeah, we, we, we do it because we just enjoy talking baseball, Leo. We're big baseball guys. Absolutely, absolutely. Well, hey, Andrew, this is a great one. And uh, go ahead and sign us off here. I will sign us off. Uh, the Giants, as we said, they have a two-game series against the Diamondbacks that starts tonight. Uh, hopefully we, we got this up before then. Uh, and then a four-game series against the Colorado Rockies. All of that at home. Uh, and we'll be back. We'll let you know uh, when we decide. There's a couple spaces we can squeeze in. Uh, we'll try not to take uh, a two-week break again. Uh, especially with the season coming down to it. Uh, we both live very busy lives, so it's hard to consistently get this. It's kind of This was our side project at the start of the season, um, and the Giants ended up being the best team in baseball, which made it feel a little more important. So uh, we will be right. back next week, guys. We will not be taking two-week breaks, at least until the end of the season, hopefully, unless obviously life comes up. Leo, always fun talking to you, uh, and we will see you guys next week. Of course. I appreciate your time. See you next week.